part. And my dad said, like, when you're ready to see, you will see. And when you're ready to hear, you will hear. Mm -hmm. And ever since that, like, I was just like, wow, like, God has been really speaking to me. I've been seeing things that I didn't normally see. And that's when my faith journey really did start and progress. Like, ever since my cousin passed away, when I saw that there was flesh, but there was no spirit, like, that's when... I was like, there's way more to life. There's way more here that needs to be, mm. uh, that needs to, that, that I need to understand, you know? What's up, guys? How we doing? Welcome to another episode of Footballer's Faith. I'm your host, John Hollinger, and here at a Footballer's Faith, we talk about not only achieving your goals and your dreams within soccer but also how to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ we share stories with other pro footballers other footballers on the journey on the grind that also glorify God in the process Christian footballers so in this episode I had the privilege of having Kenji Gori on the podcast. Now, Kenji grew up playing for Manchester United's academy over in England. And he also signed his first professional contract with Premier League side Swansea City. So Kenji is a, is a pretty top-level footballer. We talk about that whole journey. Right now, he's playing in the top division in Portugal. But more than just that, more than just his football inside, Kenji is also a child of God, right? We talk about his faith journey as well. And something that I love about Kenji is that he's always got this, this energy about him, this, this big smile on his face. And it's always such a, it's always such a joy to to talk with Kenji because of this, you know, energy that he brings. What's up, guys? Welcome to another live here with the Footballer's Faith. Hope you guys are doing well. Today we got Kenji Gori coming on. And Kenji is... A great guy. So let's see if we can get him on here. Cool. So, yeah, welcome to another live. I know it's been a little while uh, since since we've done this. Yes, my bro. Yes, Kenji Gordon. How are we doing, Kenji? I'm doing well, man. How's everything with you? Things are going well over here as well. I'm, I'm back in the States now and uh, yeah, just, just enjoying, you know, another day, right? Another day, so. Uh, good to hear, man. Yeah. Good to hear. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. I'm doing really well. Uh, had a good session this morning and uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's always great to, you know, to talk with you i know you're you're always you know full of energy full of smiles you know it's it's always great you know and uh 
you know, I just wanted to thank you, you know, for, for taking the time to come on and everything. So, yeah. No, it's a pleasure, man. It really is a pleasure. I love everything that you're doing and I'm just blessed to be a part of it with you. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, over here at A Footballer's Faith, we, you know, we just talk about, you know, uh, you know, our faith journey as well as, you know, the ups and downs within footballing as well and, and how both of these, you know, you know, really affect us or how we live by, by both of these aspects, you know, because, you know, for me growing up, you know, I have my faith, but I also have my footballing and, and sometimes it felt separate, you know, and now I just, you know, think like it's, it's such a great way to, uh, you know, for footballers to, to put these two together and really live truly and authentically, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and who they are. So, um, you know, I think it's great to, you know, you know, have other guests on and just, you know, help encourage other people, you know, who, who may have struggled with that, you know, in the past. And, and uh, yeah, I think, I think what you're doing, even over on, um, with on the ball, you know, it's a big thing, a big question that, you know, uh, you know, you address, but just as footballers in general, we address is like, is our identity, right? Like, mm -hmm. what is our identity, right? So like, um, for you, Kenji, what, who is Kenji Gori, you know, and, and maybe a sentence or two, that's very tough to do in a sentence or two. Yeah. But if, if you want to even expand a little more than that, but who is Kenji? Wow. What a question. You've gone straight into it, man. You've gone straight into it. You know, as you touched on identity, it's, it's such a big topic, you know, it's so big. It's got so many layers to that as well. And in my journey so far, I've realized that identity is not just one thing. You know, it's like, who are you at the core? Like, what are you? And I always thought it was football. You know, I always was known as Kenji Gori, the footballer. I was always known as the, um, the guy that always played football. Like, that was my identity. And what I realized was that my identity is way more than that. You know, I'm Kenji Gore, the footballer, but I'm also a mindset coach now. I'm also a brother. I'm also a son. I'm also, I'm also a friend. But most importantly, I'm a, I'm a child of God, you know? So, and, and that's kind of a long thing condensed into one, but I just feel like the topic of identity is so important. And, and yeah, that's kind of my, my answer to that, brother. Mm -hmm. Amen, brother. I like that. You know, it's it's very it's very true. You know, like there's there's different components to it. You know, definitely different components. Um, so yeah, definitely. So um, for you, like growing up, what was it like? You know, as a footballer, I guess take take us through your journey. When did you start playing football, and uh, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So for me, I was basically born into the football world. Uh, my dad was a professional footballer. Uh, played at the highest level and football is all I knew from a young age you know he we he ended up um, my dad ended up moving to to the to UK um, when I was five so I was kind of exposed to football from my whole life really it was my life and back then it's all I thought about like it's all I knew and it gets to it got to when I was six years old, you know, it's actually a funny story. It was my first game locally. And the scout came to my dad at the game and was like, Is that your son? 
And uh, I said to him, I said, yeah. He said, obviously, he said, yes, that's my, that's my son. And he said, I'm a scout for City. And uh, I would love for, for your son to come. And my dad was like, well, it's his first game. He's definitely not going. You know, like, I just want him to go and enjoy himself. Yeah. Me not realising what football was at the time. You know, I just saw it as fun and I just wanted to play and enjoy myself. And, um, you know, you go home and my mum was, was straight away, like, saying, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He needs to go and play. Like, why are you killing his dreams already? Sort of thing. Mm. So the next game, my mum my comes down and, and she says, um, the same guy was there and, and my mum ended up speaking to him and he said, come down. And uh, I ended up going to train there. I ended up going to train at Man City. And at the time, I was uh, training with some, some some top players that are not still still in the game. And I was actually training at United and City at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, who who nine are some players? Sorry to Pardon? interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, but like, who are who are some of these top players? So so at City at the time there was George Evans. Um, there was Devontae Cole, who's uh, Andy Colson. Mm -hmm. um, who else was there? Now, Shea Facey. Um, a lot a lot of top players, you know, that played for England at all youth ages. And, and yeah, it was a real, it was a real, looking back then, it was a real good age group. And I ended up um, playing for United at the same time as well, mm -hmm. where I basically, at nine years old, now you have to choose. Well, I had the privilege of choosing, you know, I had the privilege of, of both clubs wanting me as well. So at nine years old, I chose to sign for United, um, where I spent 10 years of my, my career, which was a time where, you know, just unbelievable. It was a time where I can look back on so proud. I can look back on and say I've played with the best players, uh, trained with the best players and been under the greatest manager of all time so it's a, it was a real blessing to be a part of that and 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 to have experienced that in the lifetime that I have mm -hmm, definitely wow that's uh that's quite a start you know uh to, to your footballing journey for sure so like for you like yeah you know like how how was your faith in all this like you know mm -hmm. growing up what was it like for you was it existent non-existent what what was it like for you so faith for me at the time was like, it was, how can I say? I knew there was always something there, you know? It was like, it was like we prayed before, before meals. We, we prayed, my, my granddad is actually a pastor now. And when we went to Holland, where we used to go all the time to see family and stuff, we always used to, we used to go to church on a Sunday. So it was like, it was always in my life, but it was never like, a real deep on a deep level you know it was always sort of surface level it was always sort of just taking it day by day and just seeing it for what it really was and not going deeper into it you know so so that's kind of how my faith side of things started it was just more of the the foundations of it and knowing knowing that there is something more out there that it isn't just flesh yeah, um, feeling something when, when there was prayer. And, and that's kind of how it all started for me, like growing up from, from yeah, from, from a kid to, to, to 16, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then from after that, up until where you signed your first professional contract, right, in the, in the Premier League, um, mm -hmm. take us through that. Like, what was, what was that experience like leading up to it, signing and, and all that? 
Yeah, so it got to a stage at United where I was 18. And I said to myself, like, you know, it was so normal. It was so normal to me to, to go in there every day and to, to be with the boys, to be with, you know, the, the guys that are playing now in the first, you know, I'm just looking at them like, like it was normal, you know? And looking back at that time, like I can remember like being told that I wasn't going to get a new deal and touching on identity again. Like I felt like my identity was just ripped away from me. I felt like I didn't know who I actually was without football. I was known as Kenji Gori, the footballer, the guy that played for United. And now suddenly that identity just gets taken away from me. I was asking myself, like, who am I? And I can just remember sitting in the car with, uh, sitting in the car in my Corsa at the time. And I was, I was sat in there and I just had my hands in my head thinking, God help me. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to even say to my family. I don't know what to say to my, my friends. And I did, I just was, I felt like I let everybody down. And I can remember uh, driving home. I was like, okay, let me get myself together. I actually parked around the corner of my house and was like, okay, let me get myself together. And uh, I got myself together and I, I had the courage to, to go inside and I knocked on my parents' door and was like, uh, yeah, right. I've just been told that I'm not going to be getting a new contract at United. And I can just remember crying my eyes out, you know, I can remember crying my eyes out and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just literally like heartbroken. I felt like my dream was just taken away from me. I felt like I didn't know who I was, what am I gonna, what are my friends gonna think about me? What are my family gonna think about me? Like, I was thinking, wow, like, what am I gonna do? Not realizing that my whole life is ahead of me, you know? And it, you know, football can bring so much, pressure on us like it can put so much pressure in in our lives that we don't really know how to handle it the best way you know we often look at other things to kind of you know take take over where it's like what I used to do I used to like go out drinking for example I used to go out partying I used to do certain things to try and get my mind off the emotions that I was actually feeling to try and fill that void and I can just remember like it would never satisfy me. At the time I would forget about it, but it would make me into a, it would go deeper into things. And I just, in my mind, like I didn't know how to handle these emotions, how to actually get over this. So it got to a point where I was now clubless. You know, I was like, wow, like, and to be honest, it got, it was a day. It was literally a day where I was like so down. And the next day, my dad said, listen, when one door closes, another one opens. You know, you're at the top. The only way is down. You can't go any higher. So I was like, all right, yeah, you know. And he said to me, where do you want to go? What do you want to go and do? So what I did was I wrote down every club that I wanted to go to, you know. I looked at all the... Um, the stats and stuff, looked at all the players, where everybody played. And I was like, where's my best opportunity to go and break into a first team? Like, I looked at how many players were there and I looked at, I looked at everything, like, where is my best opportunity, you know? So what I realised was Swansea was, was up there. I was like, wow. And I just watched them play in the FA Cup, uh, in, the, in, the, in, in the Cup final. And they just won and they played a mid key centre-back, a midfielder. And I was like, yo, Nathan Dyer, Wayne Routledge on the left. And I was just like, wow, this team, this team's mad and I want to be a part of that. I ended up uh, signing for Swansea, uh, two-year contract at Swansea, where literally my life changed. 
I went from boy to man. Mm. I went from having my family round the corner to now having to look after myself, mm. having to clean my own house, having to cook, mm. having to have responsibility to pay my bills, to mm. to just being a man, you know. And I and I felt I felt like I was the guy. To be honest, I felt like I cracked it. I felt like I was. That I was like, wow! I'm living in 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 a massive apartment in the middle of Swansea, having the view of the whole city there, and I felt like I'd made it. I signed a two-year deal, and I was training with the first team. I was like, yeah, this is this no nothing can stop me here. Like the only way is up, up, and up. So with that came a lot of pressure, you know. With that came a lot of pressure, and I put so much pressure on myself to succeed. I put so much pressure on myself to, to kind of show my family, look, I can do it, and show show my friends, like, yeah, look, look, it is possible. And at that time, like, faith was there, but it wasn't there to, it wasn't really, you know. It was like I was really living in the world. I was really, I was really searching. I was really like searching for things that wouldn't give me satisfaction. You know, I was chasing things that, I, what was I really chasing? I was chasing money. I was chasing fame. I was chasing that next contract. I was chasing cars and all these things I actually got. You know, I was driving in the S500s. I was driving in GLEs. I was living in the best apartments, but that didn't give me that satisfaction that I was looking for, mm-hmm. you know? And looking back at that time now, and I was just like, I was so in conflict with my spirit and my flesh. I was so in conflict with it where I was like, I was chasing all these things, but I was thinking, why am I not getting this satisfaction? Like, where is, I'm confused. I'm, I don't get it, you know? And, and yeah, like, that's how it kind of got to. And I ended up being at Swansea and, and yeah, like we, I made my Premier League debut where I was literally just like, wow, I, 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 I did it, you know, I made it. And not that I felt like I made it, I felt like all the hard work paid off and everything that I could do, I did it in my own strength. And that's what I felt, you know, I felt like finally, you know, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, um, how, do you, how do you call it? It wasn't even like I, I gave myself really credit in that moment. It was just like, oh, finally, man. You know, it was just so crazy. It wasn't even... Like I enjoyed it that much, even though my best friend was on the bench and we enjoyed it together, I was on to the next thing. I was like, I enjoyed it for the day and I was like, all right, I want to be playing every week now, you know? And it was just like, I was forever chasing, forever chasing. So, so that's kind of how, how, how that side of it worked out, you know? And yeah, now I'm in national, like a lot of things happened from then. So, so yeah, that's kind of the answer that I've got for you, my bro. Yeah, definitely. Wow, some great, great insight there. And like something that kept, you know, and I wrote it down because it, it kept coming to mind when you were describing like that whole journey too, right? Like mm-hmm. that, it sounds incredible, right? Like you, you sign with Swansea, you sign in the Premier League, but then also like you, you talk about like this void, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. how you, you were chasing cars or, or drinking or, you know, you had your own apartment now, you felt like you're the man, but like, you know, something, you know, didn't really satisfy, you know, like, you know, these are like, sometimes these things can be fleeting, you know, like, you know, you're always on to the next success. And like, 
it can be very tough, you know? And I feel like, mm. you know, we all have like this, you know, this, this, whether it's like this hole inside of us that really like only like God can really satisfy, you know, like sometimes we try to satisfy, we try to fill this hole with whether it's money, car, success, fame, all these things, but then it just goes away. You're on to the next, the next, you know? So like, yeah, it's just like, that's why I'm so encouraged about, you know, like this, uh, you know, this faith aspect and, um, yeah, man. Um, so for you, what, what, how was your, your journey to, to Christ? Right. So like, what was it like for you? Like coming to Christ and, and, uh, you know, you know, devoting yourself to Christ. How has that process been? Was it a process? Was there a one, was there one moment for it? Um, yeah, share. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a real, it's a real, like for me, it's a real deep story for myself. Like even like when you just asked that, like a lot of things came back into mind where it's definitely a process. It's definitely a process, like everybody's process is completely different. But mine, how it worked was like one of my cousins, who was actually my best friend, when I went to, to Holland, um, basically he always came to, came to England, he looked after us, um, he lived with us for a, for a bit in England as well. And he was just such an, I like looked up to him, like you know, he had like the waves and that, like the do-rag and I was like, yeah, this guy is sick. Like I wanted to be just like him. And when I moved to Holland, like I went to Ardo Den Haag on loan and it was for six months and he, he came to, to live with me and he was with me um, and we, we, we did everything together. We had dinner together, we, we shared everything together and we were just in that time frame of, of you know, being with each other. And through that time, he got, he got really ill. He got really ill and he ended up uh, having cancer. Mm. So when, when that happened, like it was such a shock, it was such a shock in my life, but you know how, like I'm a positive guy, so I'm, I'm not going into that state with him. Like I'm trying to keep him laughing, I'm kind of keeping joking. And we had that real relationship where we would do that with each other. Like we wouldn't be upset, we wouldn't be angry, we would just laugh about everything that we go through and, and kind of uh, just be there for each other and, 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 and like joke around and stuff yeah. like that. And it got to a point where, you know, the cancer got really bad. It went all over his body. And at this point, like I left, uh, I left Ardo Den Haag to go back to, to, to Swansea. And a couple months later, uh, he, we get told that he's got a couple of months left. Mm. So I told one of my coaches, I was like, listen, my best friend is, is uh, my cousin. He's, he's, he's got a couple of months left and I really want to go and see him. And the coach was like, definitely go and see him, uh, go and be with him. And um, through that time, you know, I was with him. Um, um, I could see that he had a Bible on him, but the Bible really, it didn't really mean much to me at the time. Like, it was like, all right, yeah, nice, the Bible, but I didn't really know what the Bible was, really. Like, it was like, whenever I opened up the Bible, it was like <laughs> words, and it wasn't really, I didn't really understand anything, like, sort of thing. And, and with him at that time, like, he slowly started to decrease, you know, life started to slowly come out of him and I actually went back to Swansea 
um, where, you know, he got told that he had a couple of months, but now after that, like, it was like, it radically went down. It was all over his body at the time. And he basically, and they basically said, right, he's got a couple of weeks. Like my dad, my mum and dad were there and they were keeping me up to date with everything. And, and they literally said like, yeah, you're going to have to come back and, and kind of say your goodbyes because he's, he's going to be going. And I can just remember like being with him. I went back straight away. Uh, I was with him. We were still joking. We were still laughing. And he actually got married because it was one of his, one of his wishes to get married and, I can remember like um, being with him and I can remember holding his hand and you were just still still in that, that spirit. Like I could still feel him. I could still feel, feel like he was there, even though he was not, you know, he was uh, drugged up with everything that you can think of. Like he, he was there, but he wasn't, you know, he was still like saying like, um, he was still, he was still there sort of thing. And, and he ended up, I basically, that experience I, he basically died. He basically passed away. And through that time, I saw there was a body without my cousin. The body without Mario in there. So I was like, whoa, like, what has got happened here? Like, where is he? Like, what's gone on? And ever since then, I, like, started to really ask questions. I started to really think, like, what is life? I started to ask myself, like, where's he going? Like, what's happening? What's, what's going on, like, in this world? Like, everything, I started to realise that everything is temporary, you know? And there was, like, this undescribable peace in my heart that, like, I knew that he was somewhere better than where we are, you know? Like, like there was just... I can remember being in the car, like we were all in the car, like it was me, my dad, my mum, my brothers, and uh, my fiance right now, we were all in the car. And my dad said like, when you're ready to see, you will see. And when you're ready to hear, you will hear. Mm -hmm. And ever since that, like, I was just like, wow, like God has been really speaking to me. I've been seeing things that I didn't normally see. And that's when my faith journey really did start and progress. Like ever since my cousin passed away, when I saw that there was flesh, but there was no spirit, like that's when I was like, there's way more to life. There's way more here that needs to be, mm. uh, that needs to, that, that I need to understand, you know? So, so that's kind of how it all started for me, brother. Mm -hmm. Definitely, man. Wow, that is. Uh, that's, thanks for sharing that. That's uh, that's a great story. It's a touching story for sure. And um, yeah, when <laughs> the the verse you said, you know, when you are ready to see, you will see. When you're ready to hear, you will hear. That's powerful. You know, that's in the Word of God, and it's a, and it's true. It's like it's like. God holds, you know, yeah, his plans, you know, are always, you know, his perfect timing always, you know, sometimes we don't understand, you know, the timing of God, but it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, he put, he wait, he has us wait for, you know, a certain time when we are ready, you know, mm. and uh, yeah, I just think, you know, as, as, as children of God, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's, it's like, you know, we're able to see you know, certain things and we're able to hear, you know, and, 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 and I think like, it's really encouraging, you know, so, um, 
Yeah, you know, for a follow-up question, I would say is like, for now, like right now, and, and maybe even over the past few years, how, how has it been like day to day as, as a footballer, right? Like, um, you know, going into the locker rooms every day or go, going through the ups and downs within a season, right? How has that been mentally, uh, emotionally, and also spiritually for you? you know, as, as, as a footballer, but, you know, as a footballer also in Christ, you know, how, and, and, and if any challenges with that, any successes with that, you know, just, just please share. Cause you know, I'm sure there's someone who's going to watch this or hear this back later. They, they, it can really help them, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel challenged, you know, as you do give your life to Christ, it's like your life's not yours anymore you know, and it's kind of like, that's how I kind of see it. But, you know, with with that, it comes with so many challenges with the life that we live as a professional athlete, you know, like in the changing room, for example, I was the guy that used to play the music. I was the guy that was the DJ, for example, you know, and now with 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 the music that I listen to and certain things like that, like, it, that that is a challenge for me right now you know it's even comes down to comes down to swearing like swearing and stuff like it was like it used it, it hurts me now like it hurts my spirit i swear and i'm like you know when back, back back then i would swear and wouldn't feel nothing about it like i wouldn't even care but now i'm i'm swearing and i'm like feeling something feeling convicted by it and and it is a definitely a challenge because we are we are in an environment where we have to we have to fight you know we have to battle there's a ball to be won you know there's a there's a place to be won in the team there's there's a contract to be won there's a there's there's you know there's there's everything that you have to do to kind of get you into that into that state to to be the best that you can be and and it comes with so many challenges it comes with so many things that you have to overcome but it all comes with knowing who you are you know it's like going back to that like question of identity it's like who are you because that's when decision starts to become easy that's when you start to become aware of your certain triggers and it's like knowing who you are like is knowing your triggers is knowing what motivates you. It's knowing your why, the reason why you're doing what you're doing, the reasons what gets you up in the morning. It's like, it's them sort of things that, that, that it makes you who you are. So, so yeah, I hope that kind of encourages somebody that is feeling challenged with that. Like I'm definitely in process of these things and it's something that I'm working on every single day to, to better myself in that area. But yeah, like I would definitely advise people to, to go to that and to, to go to in themselves and why they are triggered and why they're feeling the certain type of way that they're actually feeling. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, it's a challenge because, you know, like the word says, like we are in this world, but we are not of it. As mm. in like, this is not a permanent home, you know? Yeah. But like, like for me too, like I've felt like those challenges, right? Like, like, you know, I go into the locker room and like maybe there's certain conversations that are going on that mm -hmm. aren't like so, so, so great. You know, whether that's gossip, crude talk, 
all that stuff, you know, cussing, you know, regularly. And the thing is, is like, you know, I, you know, like for me, it's like, I can't like judge because it's like, we've all fought, you know, the word says we've all fallen short of the glory of God, you know, no one is perfect. So it's like, I think like a big thing is like, you know, you know, God calls us, you know, to love him with, with all of our strength, you know, all of our, our heart and everything, but also to love our neighbor as ourselves. So it's like, like, even if they are doing that stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I, I don't condone what they're, what they're doing. But like, at the same time, it's like, I can't like point the finger or like condemn anyone, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I want to love my brothers too, you know, and, and build this relationship with this, with them. And, and it's fun, man. Like just, you know, the journey of playing, you know, uh, you know, the locker room is, and you know, you're with your boys playing football every day. Like, like it's, it's, it's just so fun. Like there's nothing else like, you, you know, we're so blessed, you know, we are really mm -hmm. blessed. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go on with the, the game as well a lot of things but at the end of the day it's like we're really blessed for what we have and um and yeah man it's uh it's definitely been you know it's definitely a challenge you know for for me but like i think like you know if i'm just like open with my my teammates and just you know loving them and no matter what it's like maybe not necessarily participating in, in what they're doing mm. um you know that that then i feel like okay um, you know, I, I, I can do this, you know, so, yeah. I hear you with that for sure, man. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so for you, you know, like right now, like you're, you know, I, over the past few years, I, I think you've done this as well as like working more on your mindset, right? And mm -hmm. you built this brand, this movement, right? Uh, for, for, and it's called uh, On the Ball Squad, right? Um, so, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about that as well? And like, why did you start it? And what is it? You know? So, yeah, like how this kind of all come about, like, it, it's, it all started from when I really started to invest in myself. I start, I said to myself, when I left Swansea, I said to myself, like, I think, no, it was the last year of my contract at Swansea. I said to myself, I want to do everything in my power to be the best that I can be. So I started to invest in all areas of my life. And what I come to the conclusion of that, your mind is what drives most of the things that you do. Like what, you're, what you believe is not always true. You know, like, and you have to catch these thoughts and actually do something with the thoughts. Because if I ask, like most people that I get on the phone to, I'm like, so what do you want? And they don't even know what they want. So how can you, how do you not know what you want and then you expect your life to go a certain way and be angry if your life's gone a certain way? Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it started really with asking myself, like, what do I want? What do I desire? What is it that really makes me happy? What is it that fulfills me? What gives me joy? And when I moved to National, that's when that started to happen. I started to ask myself these things. I started to really get deep in what, what makes me tick. I started to ask myself all these sort of questions, like who am I beyond the game? And these, these sort of questions got so deep that I really, I really felt like I, I had something that I wanted to give back. I had these tools and these things that helped me in my life that I wanted to to give back to others for them to also live a life of, of, of purpose, live a life of, of fulfillment, 
you know? So I started my business a year ago, which is personal development and mindset coaching for professional athletes on the ball, it's called. And it's got various services and products that it provides as well. And uh, a part of that, I have the Mindset Planner, which is basically a journal for, for players to use to write down their goals, to write down where they're at in their life, to really assess their life. You know, it's one thing saying you want something, but now it's actually taking action on what you desire. So it's like, what do you want from your relationships? What do you want from your finances? What do you want from your spirituality? What do you want from your career? And now you know what you're actually working towards and every single day you can make action steps to get you closer to that goal. So that's what kind of inspired me to make this movement and to do this. And the second part of that is I actually facilitate coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching for my clients, uh, for footballers to get their, their visions clear, to go deeper in their limiting beliefs, their blocks, their, their things that are actually stopping them from reaching the goals and, and their dreams. Uh, the third layer of, of, my, of my business is I actually also have a podcast where I get players on to share their story, uh, to share things that they've been through, the challenges that they've been through, to get them to where they are so we can really, you know, we're living in this world and we can feel alone, you know, we can feel like we with the challenges that we go through, we're like, we're the only ones going through them, when in hindsight, we're all going through them. Mm -hmm. So that inspired me to do the On The Ball Squad, which is basically a community for players to come into, to all on the same wavelength, all on the same mindset to all trying to become the best versions of themselves. Like to be the best footballers, but also be the best people that we can be. And all professional footballers, so we can feel understood. We can feel like, oh no, they get me because they've actually experienced the things. Sometimes like in the world that we live in, like our family members might not understand what the feelings that we go through or yeah or our friends might not understand it. And just to, just to have a community of players that understand, mm -hmm. you know, stand each other, it's like, wow, like we can grow with each other and, and really get the best out of each other. So I'm really encouraged by, by the group and the movement that we can come together and really get the best out of our, our life. You know, it's one thing being the best footballer, but are you the best husband? One thing being the best husband, but are you the best brother? You know, it's every single part of your life that you want to be the best in. And that's what I'm passionate about. And I want to bring that into the world, that way we can come and share our challenges, share our successes even. Because like I said, we, it's a lonely world. And, and just to have the boys in there sharing their, their successes, like one of the boys shared in the, in the, on the ball squad call on Monday, like how, how, um, how he's just got to move back to, back to the club and he signed a new contract. And we're just celebrating with him. Like it was such an unbelievable experience for, for all of us to, to get that energy and to know that we've just seen his journey of being rejected and not being wanted. And now we've seen him signing that new deal. We're like, wow, we're, we're in that with him. And it's just creating that community where we can be our true self, where sometimes we have to wear a mask to pretend that, to pretend that we're something else or, nah, I'm not really bothered. I'm not, I don't really care about that situation or I don't really care about that. When deep down you're caring and we do care, you know, but we have to wear our mask sort of thing. And even just to, to shed light on the young man that, the, that took his own life, you know, young Jeremy Whiston, rest in peace, you know, it's, it's such heartbreaking news. 
it's such heartbreaking news and it just gives me that extra extra responsibility to get this out there for players to realize that you're not alone with the things that you face you're not alone with the feelings that you're feeling you know we're feeling this together and i wanted to create a community where i can help with my with my brothers inside to do that to speak about the things that we're going through but also not just to speak about it but learn the tools and learn the things that we can actually do to get over these challenges so how we do that is we get on two calls a month if anybody is listening to this right now that wants to join um the, on the ball squad and, and a footballer is listening to this please come and join us like it's a community where we have two calls a month the first call is with a guest expert where he comes on and and basically delivers a training from mindset coaching to to motivational speakers, to spirituality, to finances, to all areas of our life for us to really grow and be the best as individuals that we can be. The second call will be with an ex-professional footballer where he comes on and shares his story, shares all the ups and downs that he's been through because success leaves clues and we can really yeah. gain from his success, success but also learn from his mistakes that he might have made for us to be the best footballers that we can be. So that's kind of where the inspiration come from. And, and yeah, like I just feel that much more responsibility to, to get it out there for players to know that they're not alone, you know, that, we, that there is movements like this. You know, there's also Ballers in God, which is amazing. That's, that's literally impacted my life in such a massive way, like in my spirituality, where I can't thank John enough for, for, for what he's doing, you know. And, and I didn't even know that, these things existed yeah. you know i didn't know that these things existed so it's just so amazing to to have people like john in the world like yourself that are making making impacts in the world because like like one of the the calls that we went on actually in ballers in god where one of the guys came on and said we're not here to be the best we're here to make an impact and it touched me differently. It was like, whoa, yeah, like I'm not here to be the best. I'm here to make an impact. And everywhere I go, every club that I go to, every restaurant that I go to, everywhere that I step into, I want to make an impact, you know? And it's just, yeah, that's, that, that's just what, um, what's on my heart. And I hope that anybody is, that's listening to this, please do reach out, uh, come and join us because it's, 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 really, it's really blessed, um, blessed a lot of people, so especially me. Definitely, definitely. Is, is that a big like motivating and like driving factor for you, creating impact for others? Yeah, definitely. Like something that really drives me and wakes me up in the morning is to just see people shine, like to just see my friends shining, see my family shining, but even just see my clients shine, like from when they come to me and who they become and who they step into, I'm like, wow, like you like you've just grown so much and even when we just reflect on when they first get like it just that just motivates me that just makes me realize that football is my dream it's what I love to do but football has really found my purpose it's found my purpose in life and I'm just grateful that God continues to give me the strength and the courage and the desire to even still continue to do what I do definitely definitely well Kenji, you know, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to share your story and everything. And, and you know, if there's anything else, you know, you wanted to, to say, you know, before, before we uh, sign off here, I mean, you know, 
just very inspiring, impactful. You know, I hope, you know, I know it will, you know, impact others who, you know, listen to this again. And uh, yeah, but anything else you want to, you want to touch upon? No, I really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate you, uh, what you're doing. You know, you're a massive light in the world. And it's just, it's just things like this, like, just realize, bro, like, this is a blessing. Like, for you to do what you have in your heart, like, it's a blessing. And I want to encourage anybody that has something in their heart to do, to take action, because it's not in your heart for no reason. You know, it's there for a reason to go and take action on. So I just want to encourage anybody that has something in their heart that they want to go and do, to go and do it. You know, take action on it, because it's there for a reason. Like, it's not placed in my heart. So that's why I'm not doing it. It's not placing somebody else's heart. It's placing your heart. So I really want you to take action on it. And also that's something that came into my heart just then is that God meets you exactly where you are. You know, I used to, I used to think like, oh, I'll come to you when I've stopped doing this or I'll come to you when I'm, I'm, I'm stopped drinking or I come to you when, I, when I'm at that club and when I'm settled, when my finances are all right, when, I'm, when I feel good in my heart, like that's when I'll come to you. And God wants to meet you right there, right now, you know, and that's what I've realized. And it's just been a decision in my life that it's just been amazing. Like it's just been life changing. And, and I just thank you again for, for, for letting me on and, and let, giving me the platform to, to come and share my story and, you're, you're amazing, man. You're a light, and, and I encourage you with everything that you're doing. Uh, God bless you, and uh, much love with everything that you do, brother. Thanks so much, Kenji. You're, you're the man. I uh, appreciate you as well. Like, you know, you're, you're creating a lot of impact yourself. So, um, so yeah, man. And, uh, you know, that reminds me of the verse uh, from Colossians 3.23, where it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. So it's like, whatever you do, you know, and, um, mm. you know, in any area of life, you know, you work at it as you're working for the Lord. So, Amen. yeah. Definitely. Amen, man. It's yeah. so true. Like, even, even just to add on to what you just shared there, like, I used to, you know, play for the coach or play for, play for my family, play for my, <laughs> play for my friends, play for myself. And now that I play for God, like it's, it's like literally just taken away so much pressure. It's taken away so much doubt. And it's just, it's just like in my mind, like I just feel at ease, you know, I do do a lot of work on my mindset and stuff like that. And a lot of work on my mind, but just knowing that I'm doing it for somebody that loves me for, for who I am and what I am, like God is literally the, the driving force of my life. And yeah, guys, like, please do know that it's bigger than yourself you know life is bigger than yourself like it's not just flesh it's not just here it's spirit it's spiritual and um and i want to encourage anybody that is listening to this please do message me as well any takeaways that you've that you've got from this live as well um with me and and uh john as well so guys it's been a pleasure john much love and i appreciate you brother all right, Kenji. Appreciate you. Take care. Much love, man. Take care, brother. Thanks for listening to another episode of A Footballer's Faith. 
Now, if you took away any value from this episode or from this podcast in general, please leave a review on iTunes. It would help us so much, right? It would help us move up in the rankings on the podcast app, whatever you listen to on iTunes. Um, And that way more people could find this podcast, right? If this podcast is inspiring to you, if it's impacting you, right? Then if you leave a review, it will move up in the charts. That way more people can find it and we can impact more people for the kingdom of God. Isn't that incredible? So please, please, please do that. And then two, share this with a friend, right? If you have a friend who's a footballer, but also wants to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Or maybe they're just even curious about God, right? This is the perfect podcast for them because we talk with high level professional players like Kenji who played in the Premier League, right? And what that's like, you know, not just playing at, you know, that level and, you know, achieving his goals and dreams as a footballer, but also how to do that as also a Christian, right? As a, as a follower of Christ, what, you know, how he does that, you know, day to day. So, and what he's learning too. So please share this with a friend, share this with someone who you believe would be impacted by this podcast. So yeah. And thank you guys so much. I appreciate all the support. Right. If you want to get in contact with me, you, know, you can head over to uh, Instagram, over on social media, and just DM us. DM me because I, I take I take care of, of everything on on uh, over there and uh, on Instagram. I'll leave it in the show notes, but it's at a underscore footballers underscore faith. Shoot me a DM. How this you know this podcast you know what you liked about it you know that it impacted you or if you just listen to it, you know, um, I'd love to talk to you about it more. And yeah, you can also head over to my website, footballersfaith.com. And you can also join our group. All right. Okay. So we have uh, a footballers faith group as well. We're putting together a WhatsApp group so we can just grow with other footballers who are on the journey, on the grind, but also devoted followers of Christ, okay? So go to a footballersfaith.com slash dominate. Go ahead and apply there. And yeah, that's, that's it. And I really appreciate you guys and God bless you. Take care. Bye.